0: I'm having a really neat time with the two of you. Hi, I'm Eric.
1: And I'm Lauren.
0: And you're listening to Podcast Podcast,
1: the podcast that talks about how great podcasts are,
0: how self obsessed. Excited.
1: I know you picked some really good clips this week,
0: and not just about the clips, but like I'm, I'm just like down to clown today. I, I can don't know tell why.
1: Tell by that look in your eyes. Da-da-da-da. I wish you guys could see it.
0: Well, pretty soon you won't be able to see my eyes because I got some new sweet shades from my buds DJJ Wu and Lauren. DJJ
1: Wu picked them out, and you look fly in I them. I love them so
0: much. I say this all the time, but the nicest things I own are from are like gifts from you guys. Anytime I get compliments, I'm either wearing Alan's clothes or it's like something that you guys got me.
1: <laughs> well, I'm kind of surprised, offended you're not wearing them now.
0: Well, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, but um, my eyesight I, is real bad. I would bad. think
1: you were cooler if you were wearing them right now. Well, we got them because Eric is going to Disney World soon, so ah! we thought they'd be... We want you to look cool when you're in Disney World. Ah! Yeah,
0: We're not only going to Disney World, we're going to Harry Potter World oh also, I feel like like that's kind of a cool kid crowd i gotta i've gotta like fit in yeah
1: i mean those glasses are a start but they can only do so much don't that's get true. your hopes up i'm still me wow. i know wow. <laughs> 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 um do we have any corrections
0: you know what i i don't have any corrections it's been, perf-
1: it's been rather perfect we good jo- nailing the last it. Episode. Yep.
0: one correction not enough Fart, jokes, views. That was
1: like, yeah, that was our. Uh, we got a lot of tweets that there weren't enough farts. Yeah. Um, well, I think we should take a moment to thank our, our sponsor, Audible. Hey, Eric, what are you doing this weekend? Well, sounds I- boring. Sounds like you need to sign up for our sponsor this week, Audible. Oddball. Oddball? Audible. Oddball. Oddball <laughs> <laughs> is the weirdest party you've ever been to for some reason there's like a man there who wants to file your taxes they serve bloody marys at night which is obviously ridiculous (laughs) and very hot borscht that you have to eat with a straw which seems an odd choice there's games played throughout the oddball but no announcements when they begin or what they are so you just have to start playing a game and hope that your idea matches up with somebody else's go to oddball.com type in discount code podcast podcast and you'll get a free audiobook Because that is the one rule of Oddball. Everyone must bring an audiobook. Their creators have noticed that they enjoy the ambiance of everyone at the Oddball listening to their audiobooks at once.
0: Thank you again to our sponsor, Oddball. Lauren, I only ask this because it's a sponsor and it's important, but are are we sure we're saying that right?
1: Uh, Oddball. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I didn't get any like... I didn't get an email about it. They just called me. Yeah. So I was like assuming it's oddball. Like what else would it be? I have no clue. There's I, no way to know.
0: I just sincerely hope this is not another Hal Lublin situation. Oh
1: my gosh. Well, we might have a correction next week. Oh. But probably not. Probably not because we're too proud. <laughs> um. Well, let's go to our first clip. Let's do it. Okay. Um. Now, the first clip is from Mystery Show. It's episode two called Britney. B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. Spelled. That's
0: so funny that your instinct was to spell it. It's like acrobat all over again. It. Yes.
1: <gasps> Romance. On the same page. But yes, the reason the spelling is important is because it's referring to Miss Britney Spears. Mm. And um, so Mystery Show is... um. Well, there's a lot of true crime podcasts out there, but in Mystery Show, the host Starly Kine solves the mysteries that people really care about. Not like murders, like like mysteries that cannot be solved online and mysteries that you can't solve yourself. Yeah. So if you can solve the mystery by Googling it or looking it up, Starly wants nothing to to do with it so like starly and her friend amanda see a vanity license plate that says i love 9-11 <laughs> and they want to get to the bottom of why and a woman rents a video from a bookstore and when she goes to return the video she discovers that the store is gone without a trace and starly Gets to the bottom of what happened to it.
0: Wait, do you remember what happened with the I Love 9-11 license plate?
1: I, You'll have to listen. I actually oh. do not remember. Okay, I'll have to it's check a out mystery. that episode. <laughs> yeah, please do. There's not a lot of episodes of this podcast, so I recommend listening to them all. Um, and... Uh, Did you, um, did you ever notice, I don't, I did not notice this, that in the movie Source Code, sometimes Jake Gyllenhaal looks short and sometimes he looks tall. That's so weird. Well, Starley's friend David was concerned about this and it turns out that nobody knows how tall he is. So it's like these tiny mysteries that are like actually like when you dig into them, they're actually quite interesting. And I
0: typically don't no- notice Jake Gyllenhaal's hype because I- I'm staring into his dreamy face. That's a good
1: point. Yeah. Who cares how tall he is? Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah. Um, but it's like stuff that you don't think anyone would care about. Like, who cares how tall Jake, you know, is who care? Move on. But it's like, no, Starly cares. And as you know, I love it when people like care about dumb shit. Yeah. Um, But she gets to the the bottom of these issues using, like, seriously, like, real-ass journalism and detective skills. And as many things in life, it's about the journey, not getting to the destination. So the process of her finding out what's going on is so amusing, and she's so lovely. And her storytelling skills make every twist and turn worth listening to. So in this episode, her friend Andrea who wrote the book to feel stuff needs Starley to solve the mystery of why Britney Spears was photographed for a national magazine, leaving a restaurant carrying Andrea's book, which nobody bought. Like how did Britney find this book that no one read? The author's going crazy. Like how did this book get in Britney Spears hands? And did she like it? Uh, And Starley spends a lot of time and resources trying to get Britney to ask her. And at one point she spends $2,500 to buy a ticket to a Britney Spears meet and greet on Valentine's Day. This is commitment.
0: That's so committed.
1: I mean, you have to want to ruin your Valentine's Day even worse than anything. And so she goes to this concert in Las Vegas. She calls up customer service to see if she will be able to ask Britney about the book. And I'm going to play for you a clip, a part of her conversation with a customer service rep from this meet and greet and she really gets him talking and I think it's a good example of what the show is like she's warm and likable very curious and a great storyteller I got that feeling (laughs) I mean that's a good thing because I mean you're curious and Mm -hmm. you know more people should be curious about other people and just not focus on themselves I mean I believe that the purpose of life is each other because if everyone cared about everyone else then nobody would have to care about themselves I mean, when I was younger, I got in a lot of trouble. Um,
0: you have to be the kind of person that you would want someone to be attracted to.
2: That's true, because if you're not, even if that person's attracted to you at first, if you don't believe that you're worthy of that person, they're not gonna stay interested.
1: That's that's my problem right there in Indonesia. The you,
2: you don't think you're worthy?
1: Um, In
0: a sense, no.
2: You are. You have to believe that. Yeah, but I've made a lot of mistakes too. Who hasn't? I think you think you're not going to get happiness, and so the only way you're going to be able to feel stuff is if it's sad stuff.
1: Yeah, uh uh-huh. You can get addicted to a certain kind of sadness. Okay, so I just want to remind you: this is a customer service rep, like it's bearing his soul. She got him to bear his soul.
0: Can you imagine if some, if you made it a goal just to like say one affirming thing to a stranger every day?
1: Yeah, and, like, what kind of conversations would you get into? Or if every time you called a customer service rep, you tried to, like, kind of find out one thing about their life?
3: Yeah. Like,
1: just, like, one thing about their life, you know? Um, I wonder, though, if she had to call many to get this good... I mean, this is, like, gold. This guy is, like... Also, he says some kind of touching things, like...
0: No, you're right. Like, oh, that's a
1: great point, customer service guy. I almost started crying.
0: That's That's a good point. Did she just stumble upon this, like, great... Right. Like, great like conversationalist or are
1: all customer service reps. Do they all have this inside of them. Yeah, maybe. So we should, we should all, I mean, work on finding, getting to know better our customer service reps. Well, I do feel like,
0: uh, I think you do that
1: in your day. I think you're pretty like good about,
0: well, I think it's my Midwestern like mm -hmm. chattiness or like take like uh, overly polite or something. Cause I do. I mean, when I'm like on the phone with customer service, I'm like, Oh, where where are you located? Are you but even you, supposed to do that? Is that creepy? No. Where are you located?
1: Where does your the your social security number? What's That's your, creepy. But
0: then you're like, you know, oh, how's the weather? Like, what's it? Right. What's it?
1: What's going on but there? But I think you actually want to know. Like, you're not just yeah, trying maybe. to be nice. You're not trying to be fake. Okay, so there hasn't been an update to Mystery Show in a while, and I it's one of those things where I'm always like, fuck, why isn't this? You know, you get mad when it hasn't been updated. You're like, what are you yeah. doing? What do you have to do? <laughs> so I did some digging myself. A little mystery, if you will. Oh my
0: gosh. These are the answers we want to know.
1: Yeah. Um, but I saw this post on Starly's Facebook page. In April, Gimlet let me go. Gimlet is was owning her show. Yep. The day I returned from working on season two, Alex Bloomberg told me the show was unsustainable. I was out. I lost my staff, my salary, my benefits, my budget, and my email address. <sighs> that email address—it's like the icing on. It's like the that's, that's the hard stings. one. Yeah. Um, Mystery show is the only show that this has happened to at Gimlet. Just a few months prior, iTunes voted it best podcast of the year um since then i've been working every day to figure out a new plan for the show i have things in the works but nothing i can announce just yet mystery show is in my heart and soul i've never enjoyed working on anything more i couldn't ask for better listeners better sleuths better humans i look forward to opening a new case soon thank you so everyone go follow starly and mystery show on facebook and twitter for updates and sacrifice cow or whatever you need to do to to the gods to get the show back yep I miss Starley, and I, I want her to succeed.
0: Me too. I hope she can um, take the idea and do it somewhere else. It's tough that like, I'm sure Gimlet Media owns the title mystery show and the concept, yeah, even though Starley probably created it. It's
1: a real mess. It's yeah. a real shit bomb. Oh, damn it. Um, Eric, are there any podcasts that have died that you wish would come back?
0: Hmm, that's a great question. Mm, and nothing comes to mind what what else has died that you wish would come back
1: the champs neil brennan and moshe kasher it's my favorite one of my favorites and i would love it if um go bayside april richardson saved by the bell podcast came Mm -hmm, back but mm -hmm. i don't in order for that to happen they're gonna have to start churning out more saved by the bell and i don't know if i want that
0: yeah no i i know i don't want that.
1: right so i don't really know what the solution is there
0: yeah i want more for mark Mark paul and tiffany amber
1: yeah i know no one could replace them and it would be sad if they like did like fuller house and had them back it would just be sad
0: woof fuller house is the marker in my home of like things i really don't want to watch like have you watched it no alan watches it but i refuse so vehemently that he's like would if there's something else i don't want to watch he's like would you rather watch this or fuller house and i'm so i'm always like okay i'll watch it
1: oh that's he's smart yeah Um, Are there any mysteries that you'd love to have solved? Ooh,
0: that's such a great question. Um, I want the mystery of Chipotle portions to be solved.
1: Oh my gosh. Good question. Like,
0: Like, I know there's a mandate, but like, why do I sometimes at the same Chipotle get like one grain of brown rice and half a bean and other times it's like overflowing? And
1: how come sometimes it's so salty you feel like... The next day, like, mm. you're swollen up. Like you're the Michelin and man. And sometimes you don't. I don't know.
0: And how come um every time I want a meal, I want it to be Chipotle? Answer that.
1: Oh, well, that's something that will take. That might be a good one for Starly to come back on. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. might be the one. I hope she's listening.
0: What about you? Do you have any ideas for the mystery show Resurrection?
1: I don't have a good one, but, like, I really want to know who murdered... John Benet. <laughs> yeah, fair. But actually, I feel like we know now. Ever since. Yeah, thanks know.
0: to yeah. some of these docu series. But
1: I don't have a like a good. I don't. That's not a good mystery show one.
0: Yeah, that feels like. But I
1: would like her on it. Starly seems to get shit done. Yeah, she like really has does. anyone asked Starly to look into it? Because, yeah. I mean, that police force has been like with their thumbs up their assholes. Like doing nothing, like right. no one they what have they done? Right. Like Starly could probably figure this out.
0: Meanwhile, yeah, she's over here like solving real mysteries.
1: Right. I mean, maybe she could give some of those like lower hanging fruit to the Colorado, the cops in Colorado. Like <laughs> you know, like maybe your Chipotle one.
0: Yeah. Or like they can figure out why that license plate said I love nine eleven.
1: Right. Like you guys we'll give you a softball. We'll throw yeah. you a softball. Yeah. Um Okay, well thanks. I love it. And I I love Mr. show and i hope i hope it comes back
0: same what a great podcast um our next clip comes from science versus um it's a podcast also from gimlet media Boy, real uh, Ooh,
1: tough real, transition. Yeah,
0: love hate relationship with Gimlet right now. I did
1: get mad at Gimlet when I read this. I know, but, but they
0: have so many other great podcasts. Right, so now I can't be mad.
1: But so if you're mad right now, just keep on listening because you're gonna like. Gimlet yes, again.
0: exactly. If if you're asking me to boycott Gimlet Media, I just won't. Okay. Um, one of the reasons is because of Science Verses. Um, they discuss scientific topics that are like trendy or part of part of like current pop culture. So they've talked about the Zika virus. They they talked about like organic foods there's one on like dna evidence using the trials of amanda Knox and casey anthony as examples that's interesting um so this episode the topic is hypnosis uh wendy zuckerman is the host and she discusses whether hypnosis is real what the difference between like actual doctors who use hypnosis as a practice and um like hypno comics like those people who like go to like corporate events and make people you know big chicken noises whatever like what the difference between those people are how what their practices are um and what makes a person more susceptible to hypnosis which i found really interesting um so in this clip we hear from amanda barnier who is a professor of cognitive science at um, Mac- macquarie university in sydney australia um she talks about a patient who turned out to be highly hypnotizable which i find fascinating and here it is
4: in a moment, I'm going to get you to look into a mirror and you're going to see a stranger, not yourself. And and then I said, okay, lean forward, open your eyes and look in the mirror. And he opens his eyes and he looks in the mirror. And then he looks around the room and he looks at me and he looks around the room. And I said, who is it? And what do you see? And he said, it's not me. I said, do you know who it is? And he said, uh, I think it's a guy that I used to go to school with. And I said, does he look like you? And he said, um, no. Amanda pushed Blake and he kept saying the person he could see in the mirror was definitely not him. He said, well, his eyes are smaller, his nose is bigger, he's got freckles. So, yeah, that's absolutely one of the most compelling sessions that I've ever sat in. And Blake wasn't the only one. In total, Amanda convinced 14 out of 22 highly hypnotizable subjects that they were seeing a stranger when they looked in the mirror. And of these, 10 said they had never seen this person in the mirror before, two said they had seen the person before, and another two just weren't sure. She also tried this out on people with low hypnotizability, and it didn't work.
0: So my question about the mirror thing is, do they know... That it's supposed to be them. Do they like still know that it's a mirror and that it's supposed to look like them?
1: I don't know. I was thinking not.
0: Like, are they freaked out that like, oh shoot, right. that's not what I look. Like. I
1: was thinking they thought it was another <clears throat> person.
0: Right. Like they've just sort of accepted that the image that they're seeing isn't meant to be them. It's just a, a d- different. image It's of also a
1: strange person. that there's many people that would have the same reaction. You know, yeah. like it's like that. There's you can have two reactions. You can be like, yes, that's me, or this weird like. No, you know, but I
0: mean, she was you do hear her suggesting
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know she said out loud like when you look in the mirror, you'll see yeah. a different person. And it's
1: all about suggestion, yeah, well, right? and that's
0: that's the whole thing, I guess is like mm-hmm. is it is it real or is it suggestion, or is it another thing? Um, I just love the idea that there's like a spectrum of hypnotizability, <laughs> like some Total people believe that,
1: yeah, and what this what is that though? this podcast made me. Um, believe in hypnosis, like it just <sighs> made me think it wasn't that big of a deal. Like it was like the, the actual explanations me made me think, like, oh yeah, like it's like I don't know, people take drugs and right. like are you know do do weird things that they can't remember, have zero memory of, and like yeah. become different people. And um, I don't know. It was like I can see how you can and oh, God, oh my God, I love how um, you know it was Ben Carson was a brain surgeon. <laughs> yeah, I love how everyone was always like. You know it's not that hard to be a brain surgeon actually because <laughs> we don't know that much about the brain right. so it's like they're always kind of right because kind of no one's proving Guess them what? wrong because you know uh they don't have starly on their ass about <laughs> right. this stuff and alexa doesn't know shit right um no
0: clearly is proven
1: so it's like there's so much we don't know about the brain i totally yeah. believe I and I believe that we can create these things with our brain. I think we don't give like there's so much we don't more that we don't know about our brain than we do. Yeah. So it, it makes sense to me. What did you, what was your that's reaction? That's a
0: good point. Yeah, no, I didn't feel like more convinced necessarily that it was real, but I did like that they weren't talking about it in sort of like these um you know, eth- ethereal like magical terms. It was like, you know, real doctors talking about really how they did this. And that's what I like too is they were saying like the practice of these doctors is not much different, actually, than mm-hmm. these like comedian, you know, hypnotists, whatever. It was pretty. It was a pretty similar process the yeah. way that they hypnotize people. Um,
1: we might have to delete this, but <laughs> I, love love I love when it. I love it. No, but it was reminding me. I read this book about. Um, A girl that was transgender called Mm -hmm. Becoming Nicole. I think I've talked about it before. Yeah. But I think when I first started that book, I had a lot of questions about transgenderism and I was like, I don't get it. What, like, you know, I I had a little, uh, some questions about do we refer to Bruce Jenner as a man? Like, Mm. it, and when I finished that book, I was like, oh, yeah, I get it now. And it's very much more simple than I thought. Totally. I had the same reaction to this about hypnotism. I was like, oh, I, I mean, it's not like I get hypnotism, but it's like, I, if, I, if it's what I think it is, it makes sense. Yeah, you know how to, you know I, how to I think about like it. I feel like I could give a speech on it and kind of convince aliens yeah. that it was a thing. Oh my gosh,
0: what a good marker for your understanding of a thing. Could you give a speech to aliens and they understand? But
1: there are aliens that are brain surgeons, so they're like oh. super dumb. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, have you ever been hypnotized?
1: No. I... Have you? No. Would you want to be? No. I don't think I'd want to be either. Too much pressure.
0: Well, maybe... No, I would totally be down to be hypnotized in like a doctor's office, like in a one-on-one situation, but I've only ever seen hypnotists in like a college campus or like, you know what I mean? And like on a stage with like
1: 5,000 people. Right.
0: And people are just doing silly things because that's the fun thing to watch. Um, I like the idea of this, the whole Science Versus podcast because I feel like... um, the internet and the way information gets spread makes people feel like they're scientists when they're really, really not. Um, so I like that this tackles like, like science culture and things that people are talking about and breaks it down. And is like, okay, here's the, the real talk.
1: Yeah. Dr. Wendy Zuckerman. Can I call her a doctor? Cause she has a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm a doctor. You can. I'm doctor podcast,
0: <laughs> doctor podcast, podcast.
1: Um, should we move on to the next clip? Let's do it. Neat. Um, okay. Clip three is from a podcast called Still Processing and episode 17, the Kanye Thon.
3: This
0: clip makes me sad that we don't have sound effects from DJ J Wu because I, I just know he's he one.
1: Maybe you can have them in later. <laughs> DJ J Wu loves Kanye, right? Like his music.
3: Yeah. Hey.
1: Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that means. I don't speak Kanye, but the it's still processing as the podcast and the hosts are Wesley Morris and Jenna Wortham. and I'm in love with the podcast. I'm in love with both of the hosts and DJ J Wu is obsessed and in love with the podcast, but mostly the host Wesley Morris. Um,
3: actually I'm, I'm more in love with the girl. I, this is she terrible. I don't a even name. know. I don't know her name. But I really don't I, know her name. You you this always know
1: Wesley Morris's name when you're talking about him I at do. the gym And his gym outfit because well, that motherfucker workout. is
3: at our gym all the goddamn time. But um,
1: <laughs> this is just a culture podcast hosted by two extremely smart people. It's like a, you know, product of the New York Times, so they have like access to like great guests and high standards and all that stuff that we don't have, Eric. I mean, no offense.
0: No, we do not.
1: But we can talk about the people that have high standards. Mm. Hmm. We can stalk them in the locker room. We have high standards for
0: other people with actual standards. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Which is says some says something about us. Yeah. Congratulations. We
0: should win a Pulitzer Prize. Pat
1: yourself on the back. Thanks. (laughs) Um. So Kanye West. This entire episode is dedicated to Kanye West, and Kanye had a big year. So it seems fitting that they did this. Um, he released the life of Pablo. He went on a bunch of political tirades. He met with with our president-elect. He canceled a good chunk of his tour. He checked himself into a hospital for a psychiatric emergency. Kim was robbed in Paris at gunpoint. And in this clip, Jenna reads his best tweets of the year.
0: Uh. Okay, so for our final segment, we're just going to straight read some tweets that Jenna loves from Kanye.
4: I, I, I personally curated these for you, Wesley Morris. Okay, you ready? Number yes. one. I hate when I'm on a flight and I wake up with the water bottle next to me, like, oh, great. Now I got to be responsible for this water bottle. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> one of my favorite
0: ones. I got to say, I can relate to that. You I don't can. think I can relate to anything about Kanye West, but I can relate to that.
4: That might be who Tracy Jordan's character on the Rock is based on. Then he says, um, do you know where to find marble conference tables? <laughs> I'm looking to have a conference, but not until I get the table. <laughs> He's just yeah.
0: straight trolling. This yeah. is all, yeah. this is a troll about, but it is, this they is, are very Tracy George. Yo, Lemon.
4: This one is particularly inspired. <laughs> Sometimes I get emotional over fonts. Mm. Me too. This one I think is really, um, it It invokes a degree of self-awareness that I think some people forget The Kanye has. So he tweets, I think Twitter was designed specifically with me in mind, just my humble opinion. And then he writes, ha ha, 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 ha humble. Ha, 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 ha. I think that's great. I just love that. I just love that. Who's seen the play Wicked? I've seen it four times. I love the music, acting, and costumes. It's my story. <laughs> so many questions. It's true. It's true. Oh my God. It's oh, totally sweet, the Kanye West Kanye story. B. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. I no, mean, it is. But it's also adorable. Like, who tweets about loving Wicked? Like, it's amazing. Well, you
0: do if you think you're a Felba and What's-Her-Face I at know. the same time. I mean, he doesn't say what part of it is his story. So <laughs> it, I'm assuming he's thinking he's both.
4: He's the witch and he's the green and the white witch. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. I'm dying at the fangirling over Wicked. Like, bragging over yeah, how many ramp. times he's seen Wicked.
1: Wait, so, Eric. I feel like I'm sensing some vibes that you are not a Kanye fan.
0: Uh, not even a little bit. I think he's pretty just awful. I'm sorry, TJJWoo.
1: Why do you think he's awful? I mean, um, I'm I'm realizing there are a few things you could bring up yeah. at this point, but I'm wondering what your number one thing is.
0: I would say the um outrageous and unending narcissism.
1: Hmm.
0: It's pretty hard to get past for That's me. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So I know your husband's a big fan. Of the the music. Of his music. Yes. Which I can understand, but I'm also not a huge fan of his music, if I'm honest. It's not my favorite.
1: Yeah. I I think I went through a time when I was like, ah, fuck, I love this music, but I feel guilty about it. I think a lot of people feel that way. They're like, I really want to hate him, but damn, it's good. But after listening to his tweets, I was kind of like, I don't know. I feel like he's a little smarter than then I, I more self-aware a little I, he's, oh, he's definitely he's it. so smart he's and he's a great producer isn't he DJ Jay woo yeah he's phenomenal like he's a great I mean- he's great at things he's not a Kardashian who literally is good at nothing well she's smart I that's another conversation but like he's talented and listening to this whole episode like they talk a lot about I was a little skeptical when Kim got robbed I know that sounds terrible but like I don't know Everything about them is fake. I am skeptical about everything they do, and I was kind of like rolling my eyes about it. And but listen, they talk about how he acted after it happened, and it it made me think like, oh my god, he's like a man with a wife that he. I am sorry, oh, children, and he's a real person. And it was like Facebook stalking the customer service rep and getting to know (laughs) it's. And we've said this when we were talking about the upstarts and Airbnb and that book. That I was talking about where it's hard to hate up close that's what this is so mm-hmm. it's like the more you get to know Kanye maybe you get to understand him a little bit better no you know, Eric pass. is shaking his head no, okay pass oh, so he, I, he's still
3: crazy I
0: he's yeah crazy. I mean first of all I'm a defender of the Kardashians I think people who dislike them are actually disliking the, their fans and I think Kim is actually really smart successful like businesswoman.
1: yeah I don't get why all the hate I'm not a fan of that but like, I don't understand where all the hate comes from. Cause like, just ignore her. Like if you, whatever, right. she's like, not hurting, she's not really just, literally doing nothing.
0: Their worst crime is, is being opportunistic. And it's, if you're mad at someone, you're mad at the like millions of people, the culture that yeah. is, is so excited by them. But I also compare Kanye to, he recently met with our president elect mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Um, actually when this releases, he'll be full on be our president, uh. no elect, um, I obviously Donald Trump has skills and talents. Obviously he is great at certain things. He you, you can't get to where you are without being good at things. And I feel the same way about Kanye, but that doesn't for me negate all the negative things I th- think about him. And I also think his music is good, but I have a hard time separating the, per- yeah, the artists from the music, you know I what I mean?
1: I think I overlook a lot of sin because i love music (laughs) Mm. but i think you should that i
0: think this is a me problem because i have a hard time
1: it is a you problem that's why (laughs) i brought up this clip i wanted we don't have to talk about this anymore i just wanted to get you to admit that okay we
0: got to the right place no i feel like i have a hard time separating like actors celebrities public persona with like certain political innings or things that they've said i am very much the person that's like okay i'm like turned off by them and i'm 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 no longer interested
3: it's different for for people like like me for instance like you know before he got this insane ego it was very much like a you know when um college dropout came out that was his first album yeah and it was very much like oh god this guy is really talented really hungry and he has some interesting things to say you know more or less um but yeah like I think it yeah it, it it has more or less grandfathered in his like, mm. my ability to listen to his music because well, yeah and
0: so. that's a great point because my first impression of him was much later when he was coming out saying he's the greatest artist of all time
3: right like like that like what was the first album or song that you remember like uh from like even listening to you know like
0: i honestly remember him as a public persona probably more, before yeah, i remember exactly. his music so yeah
3: so,
1: Eric, yeah. would you rather have Kanye be our president-elect uh, or Donald Trump?
0: Oh, shoot. I'm going to say Kanye. Me too. Just because I think he's um, equally as crazy and uh, surrounds himself with less hateful people.
1: Yeah. He'd be less harm. He would cause yes. less harm- damage. I think so, too. Yeah, but I bet he would if he could be president. He would go for it and be just as insane as Trump, probably. Well,
0: hasn't he sincerely said that he wanted oh. to run in like twenty twenty four? Yeah, he took
1: a, his like a selfie with Trump and put like twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah. So watch out.
0: So when I say sincerely, I guess that's that's kind of yeah. the way. I thought I thought he like also said it in like an interview, maybe, but I might be making that up.
1: Well. now i uh, I mean like two years ago i would have been like that's never gonna happen now i'm like i don't even know sure i bet that could happen like because our standards are so lowered (laughs) but i think we'll probably swing in the opposite direction of next time we get to vote i feel i sure hope so Mm -hmm.
0: listen elizabeth warren has been um impressing me at some of these hearings (sighs) for the um cabinet
1: i know i love i just love her me too um,
0: I was all for uh, Clinton Warren. Ticket. Yeah,
1: I thought maybe people would be like too many ladies, too much like <laughs> menopause. Yeah. You know, like I really thought our country cannot handle two women like we yeah. can hardly handle one. Like I wanted them. I wanted them. Oh, but yeah. I thought I don't think.
0: Uh, well, I love what, what Nancy Pelosi said with that, where there is some precedent for a same sex ticket.
1: Oh, yeah. Meaning... There's always been... Every yeah, single course. major party
0: right. nomination I know. has been a Hey, mi- I'm not saying I couldn't vote ticket. for
1: two women. Totally. But I just think our country is like, whoa, whoa. Totally. Like,
0: I just I just love that little bit of yeah. Pelosi no, it's sass. very
1: true. <laughs> um, but, okay, so I think it's also cute that he tweeted about Wicked. Yeah. And Eric, <laughs> can you please... Since you're a resident uh, theater nerd. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, can you please give us some context for this tweet? How is... Kanye's life, like Wicked. No, it's nothing like Wicked. I don't get The whole get point it. of
0: Wicked is like, it's like this <laughs> so woman. So he's wrong. This woman who like um, was misunderstood and then came into herself. That it's like the story.
1: Like the that's Kanye the story, story of everyone. <gasps> like that's D- the whole point of why this a little this deeper, story is I'm so sure. <laughs> Uh, then that's even funnier that he like watched wicked it was like yes <laughs> it's about me
0: mind you every 13 year old girl sitting around him at that show was also like it's about me because oh that's God. The,
1: the whole I point of this. the story oh it also makes me think it's maybe the only thing that kanye has ever seen ever because like does that mean everything he sees like the cheetos commercial he's like that's me probably
0: a Cheetos commercial. Oh my god. Those um, are kind of clever. Um should we move on to clip four? Yes. I was just like patiently awaiting your response. <laughs> Apparently, I need to, you know, take the take the bull by the horns and just jump into it. Um do you know how sometimes you like discover a thing and it's perfect and you're like, I should have known about this so long ago?
1: Yeah, I feel like it just happened last episode with uh, that mystery. <laughs> yeah, it did. That <laughs> also—it's been did. happening a lot to Eric lately. Yeah,
0: and it's stressful. I'm sorry. So for me, that is um, salad dressings that are avocado based.
1: Oh, is this a new thing?
0: So <gasps> good. wait,
1: can I give you a tip? Yeah. Sometimes when I we don't have salad dressing, I mash up an avocado and put lemon in it. Yep, I'm into And it. massage the greens. What
0: about? Miss,
1: what? Like. Y- all you need is a fucking avocado and lemon. And yeah. you like, and then you just make like you make like a sauce with those two ingredients and it's like the best dressing ever.
0: Can you can you throw in like some olive oil?
1: Yeah. Sh- go for okay. it. Whatever you want.
0: I don't typically have a lemon at my house. Do you know what You're I mean? You're going to need That's a lemon. That's criminal.
1: You're really? going to you need always a le- lemon. Fuck Little this. Bit, yeah. It's not. It's Stop. It's not going to work. P- project off. Cancellation okay. of this idea. He doesn't have a lemon. It's not <laughs> Take happening. It back. I give up. Okay. Who the fuck are you? Well, yeah. I'm sorry. I oh my
0: god. All, okay. Also, how see how
1: did we even get to this point?
0: Because I was talking about things that I should have known about years ago. And the other thing is Michael Ian Black's podcast, which is called How to Be Amazing with Michael Ian Black. Did you know about this? I did. Again, I don't know why I'm you're sorry. keeping this from I me. I thought
1: you knew about oh it. Oh my gosh. And okay. now, like last time, I didn't tell you about something. I was like, we're even for bitch sush. But now, like, Now we're not. I'm losing. Yeah.
0: The, home, the Homecoming is was yeah. the one, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so I love Michael Ian Black from The State and Stella and Wet Hot American Summer. And I'm sure you guys know him as well. He's been in lots and lots of stuff. Um, he's a very funny writer and actor. Um, but he's a really good podcaster. Like, he is so good at interviewing people. He has such thoughtful questions. Um, he's, like, really better than a lot of, like, journalist podcasters. Um He's really like, well-researched and asked really good questions. He was interviewing Tim Gunn, and Tim kept saying he felt like he was in therapy, because it's like these like deep, heavy questions. So, the episode that we're going to listen to, the guest is Megan Mullally, who is, of course, most famous for playing Karen on Will and Grace. Um, she was also on Parks and Rec, with her also famous husband, Nick Offerman, who was Ron Thompson on Parks and Rec. So, this is her talking about their relationship. And... Did you have to make any mental adjustments for yourself going into marriage a second
2: time? Uh-huh. I did not want to get married. I right. didn't want to get married again. So why did you? Well, because um, he wore me down. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I changed my mind because I fell so deeply in love with Nick, and Nick, I realized that he is such a you know he's he's the person he is, and and I I love him so much, and and so he um would do this bit where he would fake, he would pretend that he was getting ready to propose to me and he would pull out like a fake ring and then <laughs> drop it through like a sewer gutter, or like a sewer drain or something. And then we would have a big laugh and then we would just go on with our day. And I don't know how many women would have found that amusing, mm-hmm. but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I was glad that it wasn't real until he when he did propose then I was really happy. I mean, it just I I just needed a little bit of time. He didn't propose. We'd been together for a year and a half before he proposed. So that was a good amount of time.
0: Um <laughs> I just love Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally. I feel like they seem like such a like a genuine and awesome couple, don't you?
1: Yeah. I've been thinking, first of all, I love this clip. I wanted, I could have played a million parts of this clip. Yeah. But, um. Yeah,
0: you should, we always say this, but you should listen to the whole thing because this is a really this good This time one. we mean it. Yeah.
1: But I love them because they, okay, so sometimes couples seem too dependent on each other. Mm-hmm. And, like, fam- I'm talking about famous couples. Yeah. And sometimes couples seem like, like, um, Ryan Reynolds and what's, Blake Lively, they seem like separate entities like i don't even know if they talk to each other like i bet their (laughs) agents have to like send them sex you know like they're an an arranged couple yeah it's it but but nick offerman and megan Mullaney seem like they make each other better people they seem very different and very like a little surprising very separate but like awesome friends yeah and i think this is confirmed when you're listening to her talk
0: about it well and she was saying um that like he was not her type at all, mm-hmm. that she liked kind of like the rocker guy, like the drummer in the band and that's not him at all. So it's, it's kind of fun that, that they, you know, were drawn together.
1: Yeah. And also I think she was a little older when they got together, right? Yeah.
0: I think they were both, they were both, yeah, maybe she like was late 39
1: 30s. when she was on Will and Grace.
0: When they, when it started?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Isn't Interesting. That crazy? Yeah. She said she had kind of given up on it. I'm sorry. I was I'm like way too obsessed with this <laughs> episode and I could probably <laughs> recite the whole thing. And I'm only going to say I don't I'm like taking over your segment. Okay. No, I love it. Okay. But I loved how she said she was like, "You know, Karen, if you remember, were you a Will and Grace fan?"
0: Uh, Alan was a big fan. I have seen I've seen a good handful of episodes.
1: Well, but you remember her character cuz she's like oh, yeah. so memorable. But like I she was like, "You know, this character could have been really despised mm. and unlikable. Mm. And it's so true. If you yeah. described her on paper, you'd be like, Oh my God, she sounds like a selfish asshole. Yeah. Annoying mess.
0: Well, and talk about how she like the character trait she decided to, to Don to fix that. Do you remember? No. So she talked about, she decided to think of Karen as, um, like a, like a baby. Like, a kid who didn't understand the world and who was, like, super needy. And, like, no one can be mad at, like, a little kid who has those needs. And it's in the same way you can't be mad at Karen. Yeah. She's just, like, so funny.
1: I know. I really love this clip.
0: I also feel like this is really well known about her in that show. But, like, she, like, the first few episodes of the first season or something, she had a lower voice and then just decided, like, it got, like, increasingly higher. And that worked really well. But now it's so iconic that like super high voice, you know?
1: I also love what she said about award shows. She was talking about how like, um, at award show, she hates it how people get up and they have like 45 seconds and they end up thanking like their agent and stuff. And oh, she's right. like, You have 45 minutes to like say whatever you want to say, and you're going to thank all these people that, you know, and, it's, and it made me think about Meryl Streep's recent yeah, speech. Yeah, totally. At the, when she
0: won the Cecil B. DeMille Award yes. at the Golden Globes.
1: And she spent the whole time talking about someone who shall not be named yep. and made a very moving speech. Totally. And she used that, that's valuable yeah. ass time, nailed it. Like that, what, what was she thinking when she went up to that podium? Mm-hmm. Like, was she like, I, I almost feel like she probably felt the way I do when I'm going to run a marathon. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, your adrenaline, it's like, I'm about to do something. and Yeah, this could everyone. Ma- what? Kill, kill, kill. Oh yeah, that's what I think. And that's maybe what she was thinking. But, like, she, because it could have gone poorly, I don't. Mm. Or could it have gone poorly? I don't know.
0: Uh, not in that crowd. Not did you in that think it was
1: like too calculated? No,
0: not at all. Yeah. I feel like that was like such a thoughtful way to spend that time. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you see um, Megan Mullally and um, Nick Offerman's storyline on Parks and Rec?
1: No, I've never seen. Mm, is it on Bravo? Mm. Oh, it's not on Bravo. It's on okay. NBC.
0: It's really good. You would like Parks and Rec. It's so charming. Um, but. Nick Offerman plays this character Ron Swanson who's sort of like this like government employee who hates government and is really like like a, a typical like manly woodsman and um, she plays his second wife also an ex-wife and um, who is just like a total kook and a crazy person. And she works in the library and all the, all the people who works in the park and rec department, like hate the librarians. It's like this thing. So anyway, it's really funny. They played this like tumultuous, tumultuous couple. Um,
1: I must uh, say I was having a hard time concentrating because I was like (laughs) looking at my handsome husband and then you're wearing sunglasses still, which is (laughs) distracting.
0: (laughs) Your husband is handsome and I am still wearing sunglasses because I Um, love my new sunglasses. Um, I love that I love this podcast, right? Do you guys love this podcast?
1: I forget what this we're talking about. Ma- Michael, how do we make Oh yeah. No, Ian no, Black. I love it too where are we? He first of all, he's an awesome interviewer. I, what we were talking I don't even about. know where we are. He's um, he's he's a really good he asked some questions that I was like he asked her, Do you ever get stressed out because you think people think you're happy and you have to like mm. act on that? That's just such a totally yeah, good question he
0: also asked her about like do you feel a responsibility to the gay community because yeah because she's your a show? Gay, gay icon she, yeah. and
1: he also asked her when the bra was invented and she was like I she was don't like there's know. no way to know that yeah, that's, she was like Alexa. no one knows and
0: alexa's like i don't have any idea if you
1: know when the bra was invented leave a message in our facebook live comments right now or tweet us i love your podcast yeah actually don't i don't want to know no 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 don't, don't t- please well, don't lie pri- private message Give, me yeah private message eric and lie to me
0: yeah um, should we head in t- right into our segments?
1: Yeah, I'm, it it was having a weak signal, so I'm ending it, but that was like, long. I love it. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I love segment, 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 segment.
0: Um, oh, are <gasps> we, what? Jingle, jingle. Hey, let's start with jingle, jingle, the segment where we um, play something musical from a podcast, be it just a song or be it an intro
1: anything what the jingles your your jangle um okay this is from read it and weep um i think they actually i feel like it's a podcast about bad movies or books no (laughs) tv show i this is the i don't actually know the theme of this show it's comedians talking about pop culture yeah i love it um and the hosts are alex falcone chris smith and tanya smith and this episode the guest is anthony lopez i feel like that's unimportant information but I'm being thorough. So anyway, <laughs> they're talking about... Okay, well, actually, first, I'm going to play you the clip. It's of a cartoon, children's cartoon theme song, and then have you guess mm-hmm. which show it's ripping off. Okay. I'm alright, it's a guess Oh, yeah. Who do you call when you want some pepperoni? I'm
2: alright, it's a guess Right on. They're stamping out.
1: Speedy Cerviche, he's the leader of the bunch, right. A heck of a fighter makes a heck of a lunch And little polyester, who's never afraid Of going into battle with the bad guys in vain Here's Guido Anchovy, a wild romantic
3: rover This cat gets down, down with a mob hangover
1: <laughs> Any guesses?
0: Well, at first when it said, who are you going to call? I was thinking maybe Ghostbusters, but then... I the think they're f- stealing
1: from multiple sources. What the
0: fuck
3: was that?
1: <laughs> okay, so... This,
0: I, I think the format of it, once they start... You know this. Once they started introducing the characters one by one and describing the, their attributes...
1: The Italian accent, maybe, the,
0: can, the pepperoni emphasis.
1: I'm surprised of all people that DJJ does not know this... Um especially like especially because I already told him. But sometimes <laughs> he doesn't listen to me as we learn sometimes. Okay. Um it's this Japanese company ripped off the teenage mutant ninja Uh-oh, turtles yeah. and they called yeah, it samurai that. pizza cats and it's actually <laughs> <laughs> it's, i mean the show it's actually so sounds funny. good so the premise is it's three robotic robotic cats they run a pizza shop in little tokyo they fight crime and make jokes about american pop culture
3: Wait, and, are they robotic cats or yeah, are they robot cats
1: robots Robotic? Robocats. There's no Rob- way to know robotic. I don't know the difference. I'm not a nerd. Well, if you're
3: robotic, then that's just a characteristic. I think they're like robots. A robot.
1: Yeah, but I think they're like literally robots. Oh, okay. But like they I, they were this on the clip. They actually read some of the Pizza Cat Samurai Pizza Cat jokes, and I was laughing out loud. Like they're they're not what you would expect to be on a children's cartoon. It's like whoa, where did that come from? Who let that slip through the cracks? I love it. <laughs> Um, it's bonkers and there's like, I seriously think it's funny. So
0: I would watch that.
1: I, that's everyone, everyone, there's always homework on the show. Go, go uh, YouTube it.
0: Samurai pizza cats.
1: Anyway, that was it. That was my jingle jangle. I love it. I love you.
0: Oh, thanks. Thank you. Um, let's jump to our segment segment where we talk about non podcast related things that we're excited about. because
1: We have lives. Yeah.
0: Um, should I go first? Yes. So this one makes me sweat and cry and be excited and all the things. um, Because my segment segment is dedicated to Phyllis Smith on The OA on Netflix.
1: I have no idea any of the words you just said.
0: Well, (laughs) let me fill you on in. Um, Phyllis Smith is an American treasure, an icon, and a legend. She uh, is best known for her work on The Office where she played Phyllis vance um or i don't know if the last name is vance but her boyfriend is bob vance um do you i do you watch the office do you know who i'm talking about
3: she was wonderful
0: so funny and then she played the voice of sadness in and in, in and out yeah oh inside that's out right You're yeah right. Oh. yeah oh,
3: she
1: was so good i this is ringing some bells she's genius i mean
0: she's she's probably like a, a middle-aged actress um She's only done those couple of things. She doesn't even have an agent. But she is on this new show on Netflix called The OA, which is unbelievable. It's such a good show. It's you guys would love it. It's by um these they were like indie filmmakers, I don't know, Britt Marling and um Zal Butmanji I'm not I'm not good at that.
1: Not of not of strength. Um our names.
0: but it's it's like sort of sci-fi sort of mystery sort of a non-genre um netflix released it after announcing it they announced it and then four days later they released it the season is eight episodes and each episode is a different length because the creators were like you wouldn't read a novel with every chapter the same number of characters it's just it's really cool it's really freaky anyway phyllis smith who has typically played like you know, a, like sort of a silly, dopey, you know, bummy character, like sort of a non-series character, plays this incredible woman who is a teacher on the show. Um, and she is so good. It's really like, it's a dramatic role and she's really, really good in it. So I highly recommend The OA on Netflix,
3: mostly for Phyllis Smith. Awesome. I'm going to check that out. You thank should. you. Definitely. You're um
1: welcome. No, really thank you because I feel like that does ring a bell and now I'm going to... Starley that's what we can call a little investigation <laughs>
0: do it you're gonna love it
1: um is it my turn yeah heck yeah finally um
0: don't act like you didn't love hearing about Phyllis Smith on I the
1: did o. I had some huge takeaways there I just got a tattoo of her on my bicep while yeah. you were talking Whoa, that's really good sexy that's, yeah that's well done um she's on a bike well she's, on a bi- she's, she's popping on a, a wheelie yeah does that make any sense with the show does she pop wheelies on the show I just like you'll, assumed I was like make her pop the wheelies she's
3: a rough rider
1: okay wow <laughs> oh, good thing I need Sharks, that. bikes um my segment segment is I can't you know how I can ever pronounce anything j woo yes. how do you say it mailing and goats mailing and gets Mellon and gets it's like a pr- they they make like bath products And they're super expensive and it's like a big treat. And like sometimes if you go to nice hotels, they'll have little samples. And there's one scent called the hard rum. And it makes me want to die. I I fall in love with myself each time. Is it hard (laughs) rum or
3: dark rum? I don't know. I think it's like dark rum.
1: I'm sure I'm wrong because I'm wrong about everything. But it smells so good. And it's such a treat because I would never buy it for myself. And it smells so good. And you only... It's like a very big treat. So... But, but for Christmas, J Wu gave me like he gave me some very nice things: a pair of headphones, which I am wearing right now. Oh, they're beautiful. Like they go out well with your tattoo, I, of Phyllis I, Smith. I, I, yeah, I, he had they some foresight. Really, like
3: really match it. DJJ mm. Wu got me oh.
1: so many nice gifts that I'm not even going to say them because I don't deserve them. And you guys would listen to the gifts and be like, "Oh my god, she did not deserve <laughs> that. What did he? Why did he reward her for being such an asshole all the time?" <laughs> so, but he gave me the about the, my favorite soaps. Cause I love bar soap. Yeah. Oh my God. I think it's going to last me. I've done the math. I think it's going to last me like nine to 10 months. And Uh, then he gave me a little container of the perfume oil and I swear to God, it just makes me a better person. Like I was having a stressful day the other day in the morning. I like got to work and I was all like harumph and I was like, (laughs) but fuck, I smell so good. And it changed everything. I was like, I am, what does that smell? That smells good. It is me. I smell good. I am in love with it. I, I I wish I could describe to you what it smells like. There's no way for you to know right now what it smells like. Go some. Go. Here's what you got to do. Go book a hotel room at the most expensive hotel yep. in your state. Yep. And maybe they'll have it. And that's the only way. Hope it's the really the only way. Or you can hang out with me.
3: And, s- and get and get a sneak, sniff. in a sniff. <laughs> Free smells. Free take smells that way. I will. Yeah. So. Oh,
1: free. Whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Whoa.
0: How do you apply perfume oil?
1: It's like a roll. You roll it on your wrists and oh, sure. Oh. Yeah. Do you want? No. Do you? No. Do you want to try? Do I you don't want to try it.
0: No, I'll smell it on you. I don't want to try I it. I
1: want you to try.
0: It. I do like dark rum.
1: I want you to try it. I bought you sunglasses.
0: <laughs> um, Are we even? Can I buy you something else? Can I buy you, you can buy a me new something thing else. of dark rum perfume oil? Yeah, then will To be make even. up for okay. it? Okay. <gasps> that always works.
3: Yeah, that was smart. That was good. I'm cagey.
1: <laughs> okay. DJ J-woo. Segment, segment?
3: Yeah, so my segment, segment. Um, man, I wish I had my sound effects. Fuck.
0: Oh. Yeah. R.I.P. Wait, make them with your mouth. <laughs>
3: Creaking door, yeah, or dying, cat. or, or dying Zombie? cat, yeah. What, wait, what? Yeah, wait, no. <laughs> they all, okay, they all apply. Racist Europe, Steve
1: Harvey, is that what that sound was? <laughs> <Perhaps. is? laughs> That's <laughs> what racist Steve Harvey sounds like. I've heard. So they say. Yeah.
3: So yeah my my segment segment is about is is uh, Eddie Wong's response to Steve Harvey's um, slightly insensitive uh, slightly segment on Asian males during his show uh i don't know if, if you haven't heard it then probably just google it but basically he just rips on uh the asian male stereotype of us being indesirable and so um I don't eddie get wong it. I don't get eddie it wong right. who is a <laughs> new york city uh entrepreneur uh in the restaurant sector is uh he responded in the New York times and had a very wonderful response that I felt was, um, was just, uh, it felt empowering, uh, as an Asian male, but as well as just, he, he's, he's a funny guy and, and it was entertaining to read. So, um, yeah, if you haven't heard it, then, uh, basically, yeah, Steve Harvey rips on Asian males and then, um, eddie basically responds and says you know fuck you and i'm gonna steal your girl and you're also kind of ugly so it's cool yeah
1: i just i don't i don't i obviously don't get the whole like asian males aren't attractive i don't understand it but more for me fine (laughs) it's a best kept secret
0: i'm pretty sure that you uh should be cool with like just the one yeah. oh okay i didn't know the i mean i mean you can, you wow, can... someone's
1: getting really pushy and <laughs> oh, it, their nose wow. in my business wow no
3: what wait what were you just gonna allow her oh go on
1: no she i can look I really be
3: offended if you see a pretty man no i to be asian. what It'd i mean like, is oh, that's an attractive what man. i mean <laughs> is like
1: we don't need okay i'm saying we as an i'm an asian male we don't need <laughs> steve harvey <laughs> to think we're sexy I don't care as an Asian male if Steve... Fuck you, Steve Harvey. The people that find me sexy will find me sexy and they will be rewarded with my sexiness. That was me speaking as an Asian male. Yeah. Like, the the people that aren't, like, complete idiots can enjoy the beauty of an Asian male.
0: And it wasn't even that he was saying, like, he didn't think Asian men were attractive. He, He... did this thing that people do where he was like emasculating Asian men and telling women and that defending women find. also. Right. Yeah. Like telling women who they found, found attractive. And it's like, Hey, don't fuck you. Don't tell me wh- who I find attractive.
3: Well, and also more specifically like black women as well. Right. Like, and it was kind of like, well, what the hell?
0: <laughs> right. Um, great segment segment. That was a good one.
1: Agreed. Well,
3: thank you.
0: Um, should we move on to our no comment segment? The yeah segment where we play a clip without talking about it
1: yeah and i'm cracking down on myself because i feel like i've been going on too long about segments again, so i'm really gonna say nothing there's this could have been a big talk this one could have been a big talking mm. point but mm-hmm. um i feel like i will get myself in trouble talking about it anyway so <laughs> okay so this is from women of the hour which this is one of those podcasts that went away for a while and I was like, oh no. Actually, I feel like we were like, Lena Dunham, get your act together. We can have a podcast. Why can't you? <laughs> we might have said we that. We actually said that maybe on this podcast. But um she's back, which is really exciting. Um and this is uh an entire episode called Choice, season two, episode five, about uh it's about the right to choose for women. Um, she never says pro-life because she believes we are all pro-life so the the pro-choice movement um, and she says she says something that really got people upset on Twitter maybe you saw a trending did you see it trending did you, did you had you heard this yet
0: Well, I, I saw her trending but I didn't see it why I
1: actually think, well we're about to find out
5: okay. something I've thought about a lot is the fact that there is stigma around abortion we all know that there's cultural stigma it's hard to put an abortion on network TV even though Norman Lear pulled it off and did it really well, but since then we've backslid. I always thought that I myself didn't stigmatize abortion. I'm a uh, abortion rights activist. It's a huge part of who I am. But one day, when I was visiting a Planned Parenthood in Texas a few years ago, a young girl walked up to me and asked me if I'd like to be a part of her project in which women share their stories of abortions. I sort of jumped. I haven't had an abortion, I told her. I wanted to make it really clear to her that as much as I was going out and fighting for other women's options, I myself had never had an abortion. And I realized then that even I was carrying within myself stigma around this issue. Even I, the woman who cares as much as anybody about a woman's right to choose, felt it was important that people know that I was unblemished in this department. So many people I love, my mother, my best friends, have had to have abortions for all kinds of reasons. I feel so proud of them for their bravery, for their self-knowledge, and it was a really important moment for me then to realize that I had internalized some of what society was throwing at us, and I had to put it in the garbage. Now I can say that I still haven't had an abortion, but I wish I had.
1: Raise your hand if you wish you'd had an abortion. Oh, I forgot I'm not No comment. (laughs) No, seriously no comment
0: let's and no hand raising is what this segment should be yeah. called
1: no let's move on to podcast bay
0: uh podcast bay this week is put your hands together with cam and ria we have uh, featured a clip from this podcast before but it's a weekly stand-up podcast that features la stand-ups performing live from the ucb in la question
1: yeah is it put your hands together as in like clap or like Put your hands together with your lesbian wife's other hand (laughs) so that you're holding hands. Which one do you think it means? I
0: mean, I do think it's the... Former, because hmm. hmm. like you know how when someone's hosting a podcast show they'll be like put your hands together for the next comment they're like comic. put
1: your hand in the hand of your lesbian wife and <laughs> hold hands they I always say that i'm like this is shows weird you're going to okay
0: I, um <laughs> the hosts, different
1: strokes for different folks the
0: hosts who may put their hands together in a romantic way are the very funny cameron esposito and ria butcher who are also comics and also in love I think they're engaged.
1: I love them. Also, Rhea, Rhea Butcher is from Akron. She's
0: from Akron, Ohio, which we, I think we talked oh, about when we played the clip. Some from Ohio. We are from that same area. Um, they're the hosts, and they typically do a little intro. They bring on the comics. Um, some folks they've had on recently are Todd Glass, Deborah uh, Giovanni, who I really love and follow on Twitter. Me too. Oh my God. I don't think we've ever heard about that. We haven't. Later. So funny. Put Later. A, mark it in your calendar. Okay. Um, some podcast podcast faves. Brandy Posey, <gasps> Whitmer Thomas. Hi, Whitmer. It's perfect for us. Oh. Um, and lots, lots of fun other ones. I love this uh, podcast because I can listen to stand up like wherever i'm going on the subway um i don't think there are other stand-up podcasts that i know of
1: two up, queens
0: yeah that's true but i think of that less it's it's less of like a straightforward mm-hmm. stand-up that's set true. yeah i was just trying to prove you wrong um <laughs> you're always trying to get me down um i i think the podcast is brilliant but a lot of times i look like a crazy person while i'm cackling on the subway so that's a thing Aww. um yeah that's all that was it basically i feel like if you like to oh laugh God, i know <laughs> um and you I definitely do them. check it I out put your hands together with I cam wanna and ria
1: i want to put my hands together with their hands yeah. together
0: like that thing where you like put it on like like a you pile it up and then you take yeah it and then you the go go team you, yeah yeah go team right well, go us team, because we did it
1: again. We sure did. But <laughs> we could not have done it without Monty. I guess we could have done it without Monty. He's been actually quite a nuisance. But we could not have done way. it without DJ J-Woo and Kara. Hey, maybe Kara needs a special name. If you Ooh. have an idea, tweet it to love your podcast.
0: Yeah, give us your us your. What should we Kara call about?
1: her, like Make her editor names. Kara name?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll figure we it out. We give her a
3: Viking name.
1: Ooh, that's a good idea.
0: I, th- I was sure you were going to say Viking. <laughs> we, we could give her a call, we call we could you give her Viking. So like, what's a viking name? Like Ragnar. Oh, Magnus.
1: someone's been really obsessed with the Vikings TV no, show no, no, lately. No, what what's what? He made me buy him Vikings sheets. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Nobody is really. But the other day we were t- at dinner with you talking yeah. about what we wish our names were and Justin's like Ragnar.
0: Is that what you is that what it was, Ragnar? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe what's a girl Viking name? Is that is there such a thing? Lagatha. Lagatha. So maybe she could, should be Lagatha Viking. I don't Vicodin. think it
1: fits. Oh, Lagertha. Now you throw <laughs> in that. Yeah, we could give her the name Google Caracas, which is what oh, I wanted to shit. name my first child that's a forever. Really good one. Shit. That's Google a really good Caracas. one. Google Caracas. Yeah.
0: We could put it all together, and she could be Lagatha Viking Google Caracas.
3: So then, what, what's her like name for short? Because that's like oh. her, clearly that's like her full proper name.
0: Lag Viking Google. Car. Googie. Googie. Googie, that's good. Googie. I hope you like this, (laughs)
1: Kara. Thanks to our little editor, Googie. if you can hear this, (laughs) it means that Kara approved, and she will now be called Googie, and if you can't hear this, then she cut it, and we have to call her little angel Kara, which is what I literally called her for half of my life. Or,
3: or, or, it could be, we could let Monty name her. Uh Uh-huh. You know how, you know. You will yeah. use oh, your your Yeah, your system. I think your system of naming.
0: Wait, let's have let's have Monty talk about her. I don't even know who she is. I think her name's Karen or something.
1: That it's Cara Monty. Cara. We we talk Whatever. about her all the time. Whatever. You've met her.
0: Monty is not great with names. He no. calls Lauren Lara. He calls Justin Justif, which isn't even a name. No. It's really embarrassing. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to start calling her
3: Karen.
1: <laughs> what does he call you? Uh
0: I think, I think he emails your I think name every time. He tries not to address me. <laughs> I think he gets your name. He right. might get right. yeah. like, like yeah. <laughs> hey he me right. Yeah. I like this one. Hey guy. Hey guy.
1: Uh Patty's baby Daisy calls me guy. <laughs> so hey guy. Good. Oh, I love her. Okay this, this was podcast great. there was only one thing wrong with this podcast and it was way too long and i had way too much fun
0: <laughs> if that's what's wrong i don't want to be right uh, tweet us um, at love your podcast email us at love at gmail.com with clips suggestions just whatever you want to say
1: love you
0: thanks for listening Bye.